You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, Jerry, these are the best kind of podcasts. This is the special edition wheelhouse of course, you are the news of the day. Congratulations, Jerry. A multi-year extension as the Mariners general manager. This is terrific news for everybody involved, but especially for yourself. How are you feeling right now? Uh, pretty thrilled. It's uh, No, I'm, I'm very happy. It's something that's been in the works for a little while and uh, really happy that uh, that the organization had the kind of that this kind of trust in me and in the the process that we have employed as a group from from front office through the field and everybody out in scouting and PD can't thank everybody enough for what they've done and, and again the trust for this ownership group. Even before the podcast, before the wheelhouse was calling before O'Keefe's all baby, the magic. okay, before before things really got real, I remember saying to many people with other teams. Uh, around the ballpark, I are saying, I, I really hope the Mariners win because it's great when the Mariners win, but I don't want Jerry to get fired. <laughs> and then we do the podcast, and now this has legs. Uh, I think we're, we are all so happy. You treat all of us so well. Uh, in-house broadcasters, the media who cover the team on a daily basis, whether it be uh, with any publication. So we are all very happy. You provide us an access to this ball club that no other general manager does, and it's, it's not particularly close. Which I guess leads to the second question: How much was the wheelhouse a part of your extension? So I mean, this has to be a major part, right? Major is probably an understatement. I first thank you for the for the kind words. I, I and the wheelhouse it's 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 now in the contract. It's uh, I am contractually bound to. At no benefit, <laughs> continue continue to, to to wrap with you guys on a weekly basis. This has been a blast. I, I I find this to be one of the things I look forward to most in the week. Is it gives you a chance to laugh sometimes to laugh at yourself, which is even more fun than just laughing, and and to celebrate what I think has been an awesome season to date with this team. It, they've been so fun to watch, and and night after night, I, I feel like now. I mean, my gosh, we won four to one yesterday. Blowouts, blowouts. They call that a laugher. Yeah, yep, yep. Laugher. Eddie's still on the mound at the end. Right, that's true. It's a laugher. uh, So much fun to be around this team, and really thrilled to now spend the foreseeable future in Seattle. It's a. My family loves it here. My wife. We've been a lot of places on our baseball journey, and this is her favorite place. And she's had some. She's had some awesome experiences. We've been really fortunate, but this is her favorite spot. You brought this up again in the press conference, which was not long ago. We are in the Ichiro room once again here inside Safeco Field in advance of game one against the Rockies. Um, You said when you got this job, Jerry, that this was a dream job for you. You reiterated that today. Uh, You have obviously invested in the Mariners. The Mariners have once again invested in you. Uh, What does it mean for an executive of a high level like yourself to be able to really set some roots. Now, you've been here for almost three full years, so roots have taken form, but now it must feel even more so at this point. It really does. I I think now, this year, 2018, more than any of the others, because time continues to to be our friend and and, and every tree takes a little root, so to speak, but 
two and a half, three years now with me, with Scott, with Justin Hollander, with Jeff Kingston, with Tom Allison, with a, with a coaching staff that has gone largely unchanged. You know, Edgar Martinez and Manny Acta, the additions of Scott Brocious, bringing Brian DeLunis on board and watching him take root quickly and how much an impact he has made in that room. Mel Stottlemyre, the people at our minor league levels, Andy McKay, Mike Micucci, Carson Vitale, so many people that have been here from the start. And, and I think a cohesive unit, a trust in what we're doing, a belief going forward. But most especially now, those people know that they can think long in their, in their planning. And, you know, that the benefit of that is Noel V. Marte and Julio Rodriguez and Tim Kisner and our international scouting programs. Now, I will and I'll, I'll, I'll continue to hold to the idea that there are many ways that a prospect can, can help your team, sometimes by turning into a star, sometimes by turning into a role player, sometimes by turning into somebody else's major league player because it helped you acquire another big leaguer. And all of the, the, the movement that has occurred over these last two and a half years has kind of brought us to this moment in time. And I feel like it's no longer a circus it's no longer waiting for for the you know the next quirky story written about how many trades we make or uh, or the whiff we made here or the the revolving door in a clubhouse. You look down there and it's a lot of the same guys that started to take root in 2016 and then in 17, and now with a few additions, it's really taken taking hold and and I see this as a sustainable thing and I'm excited to be here for it. Does your first season feel like a long time ago to you, or does it feel like just yesterday? By my first season, do you with mean? With the Mariners. With the Mariners. Oh, yeah. It feels like a million years ago. I, Scott and I were laughing about it, actually, on this last trip. Uh, and, you know, you think about the a, a baseball season is kind of like a, a, a year in dog years. It's a, you know, 162-game marathon. If you're lucky enough to get to the postseason, it goes on. But just two and a half years ago, think of all the players, even in bits and pieces. Scotty said to me, and I don't mean to be demeaning to a player, but I'm going to say it anyway. (laughs) Uh, Scotty said to me, you know, hey, who was that guy? You remember the reliever that we had in 16? He came in and it it was like one big moment and it got a magical pop up uh, that Seager caught in foul territory here against Tampa. I said, oh, yeah, it was Steve Johnson. And curveball. He said, Steve yes, Johnson. Steve Johnson. He said, magic curveball guy. I said, yes. And and he, he contributed to what was then. I mean, it's it's easy to forget that in 2016, we had a fun team. And, and uh, we didn't quite get over the finish line. Uh, this team has been decidedly more fun because we are winning at such a high rate. And, and the, the personalities are really starting to come out. But We've come so far, you know, I, I think back to 2016, which is not too long ago, and, and guys like Joel Peralta and Steve Johnson and, you know, the, 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 the contributors that you just don't remember, some of the antics, uh, you know, the, the, the introduction to Leonis Martin and his, his crackling voice and the incessant, you know, ragging of umpires. It, it was so much fun. You know, that, that year in 2016, uh, Safeco Field, had historically been the most difficult home run park in, in the league. And lo and behold, it, it, it had more home runs. We had more home runs hitting Safeco in 16 than in every other year. Well, than any other ballpark in the majors. Correct. And, and Leonis, not necessarily a power hitter by nature, Leonis during that year, and you would never know this unless you knew, you know, my, my, 
box, the suite that we sit in, night after night, sits just over home plate on with a slight skew toward the third base side. And I'm looking right over the field, and there, there's I can't ever remember a scenario where a player is looking up. You know, they're, they're playing the game. They're focused unless, until you meet Leonis Martin. And Leonis Martin in 2016 probably had easily eight or ten balls that he just powdered toward the big part of the field, out toward the, the big center field, not knowing that the field was going to bear 200. I mean, it's just a, an absurd number of homers that led the league. And Leonis was complaining about the size of the field. So he would consistently, every time he flew out to the warning track, would run back to the dugout, slam his, his helmet quickly and put it in its rack, and then come to the st- top deck and look up at me and throw his hands up and start telling me, move the fences in, pulling his hand, move the fences in. And I would take my hands and I would shift my hands from center field to right field, telling him, get out in front of it a little bit, hook it that way, it, it works. Uh, so many characters and personalities, and it's been a lot of fun, and hopefully the, the most fun is still ahead of us. We all know about the playoff drought. When you mentioned this being... By such, playoff drought, you mean... Is it ambiguous? Is it uh, are we obscure here? <laughs> when, when you talk about this being a dream, dream job and such a wonderful baseball market and really in many ways a sleeping giant, to kind of loose quote some of the things that you've said, not only today but historically, how much... Uh, pride will you take if this season continues on the path that it looks like it will and the Mariners make the postseason you are a competitor after all to be the guy in conjunction with Scott Service and a wonderful coaching staff and a very very talented clubhouse to break can we can we call it a curse to break the playoff drought for the Mariners uh I would feel a great deal of pride but almost no responsibility because I think we all know uh, from the start of this season that the reason why we are in the position we're in is because we were blessed by Lil B. By Lil B? That's true. It's a true story. Did you know <laughs> Lil B, the rapper, who I am now familiar with, I did not know this story before, but prior to the 2018 season, Lil B blessed the Seattle Mariners on the heels of blessing the Buffalo Bills, on the heels of bless- So this is his stick. He gives his golden blessing. We have been blessed. And apparently it's like Midas's touch. Whoever he blesses moves along. I was skeptical at first. You know, Are you a believer now? I'm leaning that way. It's a, you know, I, I, I still wouldn't be able to pick Lil B out of a crowd, but I appreciate his, his, uh, his trust in the Mariners because it's, it's been huge. And, and, and with all kidding aside, it would be, kidding? It'd be awesome. It would be awesome. Uh, I think we would all have a, a, a ton of fun. And the, the thing is, everybody from the 25 players to the coaching staff to the support staff and the 147 people that work in baseball ops to the people that work in marketing to the people who've been working for the Mariners. We have people that have been working for the Mariners since the Mariners became the Mariners and have never really experienced that last push. And I would feel so good for them if they got the opportunity to see it. And that's what would make me proudest. More groundbreaking podcast activity today. We introduced the producer's microphone. Colin O'Keefe informed us just moments ago that he once ran a very successful podcast before the wheelhouse. We're nothing more than the follow-up act. I believe an Emmy contender. That's what I heard, if there is such a thing for podcasts. Is this Lil B uh, situation, is this true, Colin? I I will just say that it wasn't a uh, reactionary, or it was more a reactionary thing where whoever was behind the Mariners Twitter account at the time, I won't name names or point fingers, 
uh, reached out for the blessing of Bun B, and we did receive the the base god blessing, and so far so good. Okay. Would would that person, whoever it was, that was could be, be it could caressing be any, it could be the golden mic right now? Could be anybody. Who's <laughs> ever thumbs that was? Yeah. It's true. I, I can tell you, my kids, and and my kid by kids, I mean my. 21, 23, and 25-year-olds were ecstatic that that little bee bestowed his blessing on us. They thought it was the greatest thing in the world. My son Jonah determined we have nothing to fear. We will be in the postseason. Is there a relation to Cardi B with little bee? I don't, I don't think there is a relationship there to uh, the disappointment of Ryan Healy, who now oh, walks I've out to, to Ryan Cardi about B. Cardi B. Wow. They're all part of the family bee. And very much part of the Mariners' success, it sounds like. When you look at the Mariners, Jerry, in your time, this is certainly, and you've touched on this, this is something that is being built, right? I mean, anytime there's a regime change, there is this kind of sense of start from the ground and build it up. And I know whether it be from uh, things overseas in the Dominican to this year, what has been done in the level of high performance with Dr. Lorena Martin, I mean, the idea here is to build something that is very sustainable. Uh, how much of that aspect of it have you focused your attention in in the last, let's call it, three years uh, compared to having to also focus your attention on just the day in and day out? Hey, we need a first baseman. I mean, that's not an easy balance, right? It really isn't. And you can you can build in many different ways. And I, the more traditional, I, I said this a fair bit. I touched on it when we were doing our preseason press conference. You can build a team in a lot of different ways. And, and the more traditional or easy to understand operation is to tear it down and build from the floor and wait to see the flower grow. It doesn't always result in a pretty flower. You know, it's, it's sometimes it's a weed <laughs> and you have to pull the, the dandelion and move on. Now, we had enough talent on this team that we went another route. And the first order of business was to try to find uh, – an order of events that allowed us to put a young enough core in place around the group that we already had. And by that group, I mean Robbie Cano and Nelson Cruz and Kyle Seeger and Felix. And, 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 and we, lo and behold, we were able to pull together a group that, that made that core younger, that enhanced the talent level, that I think now gives us a sustainable, talented group to move forward with. And while we were doing that, we were able to add to, to our system while trading young players to achieve the Machanigers and Seguras and Marcos, et cetera. We were able to go out and, and and put into the system guys like Kyle Lewis and Evan White and Logan Gilbert, Josh Stowers and Julio Rodriguez and now Noelve Marte. I, it's a I think it has become a representative top ten prospects in a system. That's where we want to focus our group or, or our, our our movement forward. This group on the major league level, we're going to help them. We will augment it where help is needed. I know we have the, the blessing of ownership. I know we have the resources to do that. But we're not going to force it. We're not going to force something onto this group of 25 because they've done such a good job. Not one of those guys has given you reason to believe that they need to be replaced. So if we can augment that, if we can help them and support them, if an injury pops up, we'll go out and, and assist. But we don't want to necessarily change the constitution of that team. Uh, that being said, if we get a chance to, to add real talent to that clubhouse and, and we believe the person fits, then we're going to take that shot. Because very rare do you have a chance to win in this game. And the, you have fun while you do it. That's, a, that's the thing I keep reminding everybody. Have fun. This platform has allowed Mariners fans all across the world to learn more about your personality. 
Are you more of a, and I mean this with affection, are you more of a baseball nerd or a baseball rat? Uh, all of those. A baseball rat, I don't, I, I live at the ballpark. It's what I love to do. Uh, I, I would say maybe more nerd than rat. Now, I, I'm more likely to spend my, my time in front of a monitor, in front of a computer, talking about the strategy of the game than actually sitting in a cage, you know, uh, trying to perfect a swing. My swing stinks, <laughs> it's, and it always did. But I, I love the nuance of planning the game. And, you know, I, I'd say baseball nerd, baseball rat, baseball junkie. I'm a fan of the game. I love w- what we do every day. And, and, and I believe that we have a group of people that feel the same way. They, they love what they're doing. I can walk in here at 730 on a Saturday morning when we're playing a 7 o'clock game that evening. And there's going to be three or four people sitting in their offices trying to figure out a way. And I'll urge them, what are you doing here? Go home. I, you know, and the only reason I came in is because the gym here is better than the ah. one I have in my house. But uh, it's a great place to work. It's a great way to make a living. And hopefully we always remember that. How does a deal for a general manager come down? What's the phone call like? What time do you get it? What are you doing when you get it? Fill us in. Uh, I think, obviously, we knew I was on a, a, a contract that was coming to a close. And it was eventually going to have to be addressed in some way. Mission impossible, so to speak. The wick was burning. But it's not uncommon for these things to occur as we get close to the to the All-Star break. It's, uh, it's, it's baseball's natural pause. And one thing that from John, from Kevin, I have felt from the very moment I got here that the length of my contract really wasn't a concern to them. Uh, in, in John's world, there's a, it's, it's trust. And, and I always had the sense that they trusted me and, and that our ownership group appreciated what we were doing. And, you know, Kevin referenced it as he thought this was always a done deal. And, you know, he, he gave me a call when we were on the road, uh, asked me if I had a chance to, to come in and sit down and have lunch with them. Uh, he and John uh, brought up the, this as, as a, a focus that they, they wanted to, to tend to making sure that I was here for the foreseeable future and, and making sure then we were able to you know, refocus on this team, on this time, and on the rest of the people who work here with the Mariners. And, and it came together in four or five days. It was, it was pretty quick, uh, a couple of discussions. And the, the, I, I think I'm a fairly agreeable person, but I, I love what I'm doing. And, you know, you get what you need. And I, I've, I've been fortunate enough to be well taken care of in my baseball career and including here by the Mariners. And hopefully we can now do that with another, let's call it, 147 baseball ops people in the not-too-distant future. You obviously have a very high level of respect personally and professionally with your manager, Scott Service. You guys go back many, many, many years, as you've talked about in this platform and others. Uh, what's next for Scott, I suppose, at this point? You know, I th- probably focusing on tonight's game and then tomorrow's game because that's Scott. And, you know, it, the, the worst thing we can do is get too long in our vision of this major league team. And maybe the, the coolest of Scott's, the, the evolution of Scott Service as a major league manager has been how easily he has transitioned to be able to focus on this team. Because for so long in more executive oriented positions or as a director of player development, he had to focus on 230 players or 230 players plus a world of players to scout. And here with just this team to worry about, I, this is this is really the first year that I think Scott has has focused his his vision down the tunnel with this team and not been, you know, 
even a bit concerned about what's happening organizationally around us because he developed the trust in the people that are that are making that work. The Andy McKay's, the Carson Vitalis, the Mike Micucci's, you know, the Tom Allison's and Scott Hunter's. They, every one of them has contributed in so many ways. And Scott's focus on this 25-man roster has been awesome. And as a result, sometimes I have to remind him of what's going on on the other side. But uh, he reminds me of a few things about how important today and tomorrow are. To touch on the press conference from earlier today here at Safeco Field, Jerry, you referenced the wheelhouse in your press conference, which automatically gave Colin O'Keefe a sizable bonus. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm surprised he's here right I'm now. I'm glad you went with sizable bonus. <laughs> uh, Colin, did that – I mean, is that uh, – the family, do they, do they feel like – a text was sent to them immediately, correct? It was enjoyable. There was – it did hit – the the family group thread and it was pretty funny. <laughs> Connor, previous podcast co-host, quickly transcribed it. But I, I you know, <laughs> next next time if we can make sure to include uh, the iTunes subscribe option, that would really Ooh, yes, that would really right. be great. And we're on Stitcher now as well. Stitcher, Google Play, work that in. That'd be very helpful. See, I mean, this all happens so organically. The yeah. commissioner hands you the World Series trophy, and immediately from there, we'd be sure to mention right. And, of course, Colin has all the podcast equipment set up there at the podium, which would make a very natural and organic platform for uh, an episode, I'd have to think, at that point, correct? Well, if we could win it at home, that would really be ideal. It would be easier. We'll try to, try we'll to, to travel with everything. Way. I will work on this. I, it'll, it'll be part of the, the, the master scheme. Perfect. Uh, additionally, touching on one more element of the press conference, may I feel the lapel on your sport coat? Please. I wore this for you. You I, realize this. I I didn't hear a word you said during the press conference, Jerry. I, the, your sport coat is on a chair in between us right now. This feels like very organic material. And if this comes in a 38 regular, if this was a 38 regular, I'd take it and run right now. This, your sport coat game has received um, some publicity in this platform. And the kind of northwest green with navy, mariner, color scheme you've got going on here is divine. 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 Do you feel great when you wear this coat? You're I've bringing, never seen it before. You're bringing tears to my eyes. Uh, there is, I have, I don't like to go unnoticed. This is, it, it is a, it is a sport coat that I thought it, it spoke to me as I walked past oh, it in the it's window. It's screaming to me. Yeah, it is. Uh, and it got the, it got the thumbs up for my wife. She does have to coordinate what I'm wearing underneath just to make sure I don't absolutely embarrass myself. But I think we're all aware that I'm not that afraid of embarrassing myself. Well, Tammy did a fine job with this. This is now. Is this the first time you've worn this uh, in a Mariner setting? It is the maiden voyage. Uh, it is tremendous, and you know I'm a pocket square guy, but uh, this I do uh, have a pocket square that goes with. Do you really? I do. I do. Yeah. I can break it out for you next time. Well, I'd like to see it because I do feel like this this coat is uh, has such a statement to it in and of itself that the pocket square might almost be too much. <laughs> Dare we say? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can only fill a 10-gallon bucket with 10 gallons, right? You, you try to go anymore, just overboard. <laughs> I mean, this, I, I have to say, I only want to see this uh, with the highest level of appearances. I do feel like in order to maintain the, the impact of the sport coat, mm -hmm. no matter which one, there's only so many times you can, you can the same. throw it out there. You have, to, you have to pick your space. I mean, I'm not like asking that we become sport coat buddies. Okay. We can. But, you know, <laughs> if there ever was a two for one and you saw something of this caliber, 38 regular. That's all I'm going to say. There's a, you, like me, you are a fan of the Food Network. 
Absolutely. Uh, th- this is I I, call, I tell my wife as you know what, honey, I need a new GZ jacket. It's the Jeffrey Zakarians. Okay. I, and who has been known to to practice bold sport coating and. Uh, I happened to walk past this one in a in a window in New York, and I said, I must have it. Oh, you went to New York? Okay. Well, this is almost international then. I understand. Well, it's it's a thing of beauty, and uh, I'm sure people can find photos on Twitter, uh, although I feel like I've described it very well. <laughs> uh, and finally, Jerry, I, were even you a little surprised that this contract extension came down after just days ago, you declaring that your dream sandwich included broccoli, Rob? Of course, well, I mean, you st- they still extended you after that. I mean, they li- they listen to what we do, you know. Do we not understand that the broccoli rob the the the, the bitterness of and the broccoli rob cuts the the, cuts the fatty the richness of the porchetta? Again, dream sandwich, right? But, Your final sandwich on earth. I, I mean, you're in great shape, Jerry. You look fantastic, even without the sport coat. And maybe Broccoli Rob is a part of the success. Maybe maybe I could use some more Broccoli Rob in my life. <laughs> I, I have some I can loan you that I'm not putting on my next super sandwich. Huh? Uh, Jerry, congratulations, man. We are all so thrilled for you, Tammy, your entire family, and for the organization, for that matter. Uh, it's been a lot of fun doing this with you on a very regular basis. And uh, our thanks for all your time, all you do for the Mariners, and for making the Mariners so accessible uh, for fans all over the world, man. It's just terrific. Thank you so much. Oh, access is what we do. Yeah. I, I, said, I think I said, and this dates back to September of 2015, you know, we, we have constantly referenced our baseball operation as a Wizard of Oz. And, you know, the curtain's open. You know, we're, it's, it's open. You get to see what we're doing every day. And I think that is the experience that I as a fan, that I as a player would have wanted to have uh, of my favorite team. And, you know, why shouldn't we have it for everybody? Well, it's been fun, man. Thanks for taking some time on a very busy day in particular. You got it. Always a pleasure.